someone to do something about it. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Springfield, Missouri. I'm just uh, delighted to be on the show. I'm Steve McCoskey, and I'm filling in for Elijah Har today. And uh, I thank you, Elijah, for giving me another opportunity to get on the air. Uh, we have a show today where we want to talk a little bit about. Uh, a sports auction from Missouri State University. We have a representative here, Paige Grissom. And then uh, following Paige, I think that we have an interesting opportunity here where we'll have two Nixa school board members, and then we're going to have two uh, Springfield Board of Education members. And we're going to kind of toss around back and forth what's happening within our district and that and help you uh, be become more informed about what's happening within your school districts and what's happening in the local area and that uh on the other hand we're going to have another uh, guest uh will sharf is a former uh federal prosecutor and he is actually uh running for the missouri attorney general i believe uh that seat and so we're going to have a uh a full show and first i want to be able to start with uh page Paige, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. What 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 do we have going on? It sounds really exciting. You've got a lot of things that you're going to put up for auction and that, sports memorabilia, things of this nature. We do, yeah. So <laughs> I'm Paige Grisham, and I'm our Director of Athletics Development at Missouri State. So we have our sneaker soiree, which is our athletics auction. So it's a big fundraiser for all of our sports teams at Missouri State. So it's a lot of fun. It's a great community event uh, to come out to and really have that camaraderie with the Missouri State community and bid on some amazing items and just have a fun time. Uh, With your ticket purchase, you'll get free food and beverages, which includes alcohol as well. So it's a fun time. And we've got some incredible items too. So uh, we've got everything from gift cards uh, to your favorite restaurants uh, to spas, Branson Entertainment, all the way up to entire experiences. We've got a big trip to San Francisco in uh, that package as well that includes a hotel stay, a couple of Golden State Warriors tickets, uh, as well as a winery visit, which is really one I'm excited about personally. Uh, but we've also got Chiefs versus Broncos tickets. No. Yeah. We have a lot of Broncos fans around here. I think that would work, actually. You know, I've heard that. Yes. We just love the Broncos around here. <laughs> totally. Totally. That other team, the Chiefs, like, nah, yeah, we're, like who are they? Who are they? I don't know. Who's Man, their quarterback? What? what? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> uh, so we've got that. And then we've also got OU versus Arkansas State. That's our home opener oh, game. My. Uh, we've got Memphis Grizzlies tickets as well. So we've got, if you can name it, you can probably find it at our auction. That's pretty cool. You know, I, uh, I have been to several different types of sports auctions and things of this nature. I really think it's pretty cool. Uh, but it does give you an opportunity to get around to the different types of uh, venues that we have. Uh, I especially like the Chiefs. I am a Chiefs fan. And believe it or not, uh, I followed the Chiefs when they came from Dallas, Texas. Yes, that's wow. that's been a bit. You know, yeah. I was I was a little kid, but still, uh, I love the Chiefs when they came to uh, up to Kansas City and that. There's so many different uh, ways that people talk about uh, how did the Chiefs get their name, you know, and and I always argue with them. You know, I'm, I think I know how they got it. You know, they 
they, in Kansas City, there was, I understand that there was a, a mayor of Kansas City, and, and he was a chief, an actual bona fide uh, chief, uh, Indian chief. And uh, they were trying to come up with a name. And, and I know that some of the callers out there, they may come in and say, no, you're wrong. That's not the way it is, but it is. In, in my eyes, that's what I remember is that they ended up calling the Kansas City Chiefs after the mayor up there. And when they were trying to find a name, they were originally the Dallas Texans. I didn't know if you knew that or not. I did not know that. We got a yeah. little hi- history lesson as well. Yeah. So well, love about it. what year did they move to Kansas City? <clears throat> not to just overemphasize your age, but no. what? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> I believe it was in 1959 is when they okay. came here. I Don't quote me on that. I can't remember the exact date. But I remember watching old Lynn Dawson, you know, the Super Bowl and all that. The first Super Bowl. I think we won the fourth Super Bowl against the Minnesota Vikings, something like 23 to 14, you know. And uh, TV wasn't all that great back in them days. Yeah, it's a little fuzzy. <laughs> that's right. But let's get back to your auction. Okay, yeah. now when is this auction supposed to take place? Let's talk about that. Yeah, so it's going to be August 5th. August so it's a 5th. couple of weeks from now. It's a Saturday night. starts at 5 o'clock. Um, and we'll have silent items, uh, all the food and beverages like I talked about. We'll also have some incredible live auction items, too. So yes. you'll want to be there for, for all of that. Uh, like I said, tickets are $35 per person. We also have a few, like a very small number of tables left. So if you really want to have the full-on experience, get get a hold of those while you can because there's not very many of those left. Um which is exciting for us. So, so yeah, and go out and register online. You can actually go out uh, right now and view some of our auction items. We're, okay. we're still uploading some of those as we get them coming in. Uh, but if you head over to MissouriState.edu backslash Bears Fund, uh, scroll down and you'll see the Sneaker Soiree logo. You can click on that and view our catalog and buy your tickets in advance. So that's the way to get the link. Yes. Now, I can make, uh, is it kind of like a, it's a silent auction? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And can I just be able to bid while I'm online? So we have some items set aside just for bidding online. Okay. Uh, so we'll have a featured category, and there'll be a handful of items in there that'll be online only. So you can bid at home in your pajamas or whatever, and if you don't feel like getting out. But we want you to come out because the majority of the items are going to be there in person, and you'll be able to see them all out in Hammond Student Center. And it's 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 really a lot of fun. Can I show up in my pajamas to bid? Is that okay? I mean, we won't judge you. Uh, that's it, as long as you yeah. wear sneakers, though. That's the other thing. You got to wear your sneakers to this event, no matter what. Right. Yeah, I was. Right. So it it would have been so easy to call this the MSU Sports Auction and just roll on, no big deal. So what right. was the idea behind the sneaker soiree? So you know, it used to be called that for many years. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so this is the thirty seventh year, I believe, that we've been doing this this oh, auction. Oh wow! Yeah, um, we've just changed the name of it here in the last four or five years, and we wanted to give it a real brand, give it a name. So we landed on sneaker soiree. So it's more of a uh, casual kind of environment, but it makes it fun. So we'll actually do a uh, a sneaker contest. So ever, whoever has the craziest or most fun sneakers will give you a little prize. So interesting. Yeah. My wife has got some pretty good sneakers. Some of those that light up. Ooh, <laughs> she's one of those Zumba instructors, you know, and she does a lot of Zumba and things and. <laughs> And she gets all of these different exotic sneakers. So I yeah. might have to get her over there, man. Maybe she can win. You never know. What would she win? 
Uh, well, we're still putting together a little package. Hopefully we'll have a, a, a sponsor named here soon for that. But uh, we will for sure have a little Bears Fun package with some nice Missouri State gear and cool. maybe some tickets and stuff. So, so yeah, um, there will be some tough competition, though. I've seen some uh, folks already planning their sneaker uh, sneaker game here early. Mine are going to be hot pink with bedazzled jewels all over them. So, Man. yeah. Uh, uh, do you have... A lot of sponsors that's getting behind this. Do you care to mention any of them? And uh, We do. So our presenting sponsor is OMB. Uh, OMB Bank is incredible. They've been a partner with the Bears Fund for quite a while now, um, and they're, they're our main sponsor for the event. And then we also have some table sponsors as well, and I'm probably not going to name all of them right now because we have a few, uh, but a couple of the bigger ones, we've got Mercy as well as Cox Health, um, along with some other individuals and companies too. So it's it's a long list of folks who are supporting us, which is just fantastic. That's good. Looks like it's spread out in the community, and that's what's really nice. I think MSU does a, an excellent job of getting the word out on different types of events and getting involved with the community. And this is a seems like a pretty good way to get that done. But thirty seven years has been going on now, so oh yeah, it's it's an old old hat for you, isn't it? Uh, well, I've not been around for all thirty seven. <laughs> This this, <laughs> this is might be my first. Um, it's so this is your first. first. Yes. All right. Yes. Do you have any kind of like some superstars that's going to show up, or well, are you anticipating anything like that? Ooh, um, we do have a uh, special to the community um, person who we are hoping is going to make an appearance there. That's all I can say at this point. Um, so he will be hopefully there and we're, we're excited to see him back. Um, it's the producer of the Elijah Har show. He's yes. going to be there. 100%. Hear it right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll also have all of our coaches. And so, you know, um, Ryan Beard with the football team, uh, Beth Cunningham with women's basketball. Good. So we yeah. plan to have, um, everyone who can be there, be there. So it'll be a who's, who's, who's who of Missouri State, along with, of course, some of our administration leaders like Cliff Smart, Brent Dunn, will all be there as well. Do you have anything like maybe a basketball shoot or anything while you're there? Or is there any activities like that? Or is it just going to be kind of sitting at the tables? We're going to have some dining, maybe a little wine. I think that you mentioned you kind of like that. Yeah. uh, And then just have the auction and make it happen. Pretty much. So we actually take Heyman Student Center, and we're going to have auction items everywhere in there. Um, so we take the floor, the main court of Heyman Student Center, and that's where we place all the tables and the um, stage and all of that. So it's it's going to be full in there. We're going to take three whole days to set it up. So uh, that's going to be really fun, uh, fun few days. But uh, yeah, we'll also do a shoestring pool, which is, uh, think of like a wine pool or a whiskey pool where you're, uh, giving us so much and then you'll win like a gift card back. I see. And it's just kind of random. Um, we're also doing a 50-50 raffle. It's kind of a variation. We're working out on, uh, those details, but it'll be interactive on how we pick the winner for that one. So you'll get a chance to win some cash. Hmm. That's always interesting to me. Yeah. So yeah. I've, helped with like smaller church auctions and and different things like that and even those with like 20 30 items takes a lot of work to secure and it's like smaller time sports memorabilia little signed mini helmets things like that so the degree of this is much larger and i'm sure the work of putting all the the items together has been too how long have you guys been working on this and what's the 
the inside track on contacting people and trying to get everything navigated because it's it's a lot i'm sure it and is this being your first time too right right yeah. Yeah. right uh it's it is a lot you you hit the nail on the head there but uh we start working on this months months mm-hmm. in advance um we honestly could work on it year round uh but we can't we have other things but it is a lot of work. We have over uh, 400 items, roughly, which wow. is a ton to enter in. Uh, so we have some great volunteers who come in our office and help us out, um, which speaks to the Great Bears community that we have. Um, I've got a couple of student interns who work for us as well. So it's it's really good. It's a team effort. And then all the athletic teams help out the whole week, too. We have to move the items and do that sort of thing. So they're a great help, all the student athletes, too. That's that really is an an opportunity for the community to get into the Missouri State University facilities and actually see what's going on, and it definitely is a benefit. I don't know that I would want any of those those prizes, um, but uh, it seems to me that there you have a lot of people out there that that would love to go to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. You know exactly. I, and and I meant I I really meant that we do have a lot of Denver Broncos fans in this area. We actually uh, surprisingly, like, yeah. no, you're absolutely right. I can name three off the top of my head right now, and I don't know why. Um, and I'm not even a Chiefs fan, but I wouldn't dare be a fan of somebody in the division of the Chiefs. That's like no. enemy territory. Twenty four seven. I'd be I'd be scared. Right? <laughs> that would be tough. <laughs> and I don't know. You know, John Lindell out at uh, at uh, James River. He is a big Denver Broncos fan. Really. So, Yes. And, and people still trust him to bring the word of the Lord. I don't that know. Is- That's why I can't believe it, man. I'm sitting there and I'm like, you really can't be saying this right now. You are in enemy territory. <laughs> well, Paige, any last words that you'd like to uh, provide and, and, and maybe reiterate how people can go online and uh, reach out and maybe make those silent bids and then again, the time and the date yeah. and the location, please. Yeah, so first off, all the proceeds benefit our student-athletes in our programs, which is a huge piece of why we do what we do. So that's an an important note there. But go online uh, to missouristate.edu backslash Bears Fund and click on that sneaker soiree link. Uh, You can register, buy your tickets there. Uh, We also have a phone number you can call to. It's uh, 417-836-6747. So you can give us a call if you want to do that over the phone, too. So. So, yeah, we hope to see everybody out on August 5th at 5 o'clock at Hammond Student Center on Missouri State's campus. That's fantastic. Paige, thank you so very much for coming in and sharing this opportunity for our folks in the community and that. Yeah, thanks we're, for having me. You bet. And we're going to be right back. We're going to bring on next uh, some school board members from Nixa and Springfield. We're going to have a little bit of school talk. And so we'll be right back. Man learns who's there for him when the glitter fades and the walls won't hold. Cause from then the news and talk. There's never been anything like it. A witch hunt like this has never taken place. That matters to Springfield. Putin clearly made a strategic error here. He should not be able to withhold any information now. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. analysis and opinion it's the elijah har show on 93.3 and am 560 kwto
Well, welcome back. This is Steve Bukowski filling in for Elijah Har on KWTO 93.3 FM and 560 AM. Ladies and gentlemen, we just, uh, I think we have a really good show here. Uh, it was good to have uh, Paige on from MSU. and But we're going to follow up with uh, uh, the Nixa School Board representatives that we have here. Uh, Bridget? Bridget, come on, bring yourself into the show here. Introduce yourself. Hi, Steve. I'm Bridget. Thanks so much for having me. And I've been on the um, Nixa School Board since last April. Um, I'm here just on behalf of myself, though, not on behalf of the Nixa School Board. But thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I, I think I will uh, just suggest right now I'll speak for us uh, for just a moment that we are individuals. We definitely are members of the Board of Education in our lo- local districts and that, uh, but we're not representing the Board of Education. We're representing ourselves. Uh, I will speak for myself that my opinions are my own, and uh, that's how I'm going to tackle this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Alex Bryant. Alex is – I caught him drinking, so go it's right, right ahead, Good Alex. to be here. Thanks for having me here, Steve. <laughs> now, <laughs> it's not unusual for you to be here anyway, so uh-huh. this, this is kind of a – an old old hat trick for you right I now. I don't know about it? that. Always <laughs> a privilege and an honor. Thanks for inviting me. And we have uh, Mary Ann Muhammad Connie, Doctor Mary Ann Muhammad Connie. Hi, man, please. welcome, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty darn, pretty darn good. I think uh, most people in the community know who we are, uh, and I think right now this is what I'd like to do. You know, you guys have some things on your agenda over there at Nixa, <laughs> and then uh, Springfield. We have a few things on our agenda. And I think it'd be great to have some dialogue and educate the community right now. Uh, and the first question I want to ask is, why is Nixa taking our students? <laughs> it's a great school oh district. Oh, my That's gosh. Why. We are a great school district. And it's funny you bring that up because I, when I moved here nine years ago, yes. our real estate agent, she asked how old our children were. And she said, and she was here in Springfield, no offense. And she said, I think you're going to want to look at Nixa and Republic or Ozark. So I think what's happened is you have a suburban, uh, I would say Nixa is almost a suburban white district of Springfield, Springfield, right? And so you have uh, what's happening are these parents coming in from, quite frankly, all around the country. And they're zeroing in on southwest Missouri for a lot of reasons, but primarily to looking for a better place to raise their children. And Nixa, um, from an academic standpoint, has shown um, strength in that area, right? We've seen numbers increase. And whereas other districts, unfortunately, some near us, some that you're, um, you know, involved heavily in, right? You guys have seen a decline. So that's one thing. The other thing that they're looking at as far as Nixa's school district is concerned is we're a district where we have involved parents, very much so. We have lots of um, citizens there in Nixa that are um, holding both the administration and the school board accountable. She's breaking it down. I'm just going to say Nixa's where it's at. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what time it is. You know, when we moved back here, we, we lived in Nixa before. It's a great community, great people. We just wanted to be back in there. So love it. Yeah. I, one thing uh, locally, uh, I can say that you've been in the news a little bit. Mm. Uh, I'm blaming Bridget. Something for all the about news. books or something <laughs> like that. You know, uh, you know, 
you hear so many different things in the community on how they are taking all of this information in like mm. you're you're banning books mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it's actually it's gone national mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, and there's so there's a lot of discussion on it and the way i look at things my perspective is it's not you know people want to label you they want to label mm. you as you're a book banner you know and it's not so much as banning books as much as it is that we want to ensure that we have the right content content uh you know within the reading materials and that that it's not going to cause any harm uh, to those students and stuff and and i think even more important is all the time when somebody says you're book banning you mm-hmm. know uh what there's nothing stopping from anybody going to barnes and noble or mm-hmm. going on amazon and getting mm-hmm. a book i mean if you want your child or just you yourself want to go find a book go find a book public it, library it's free <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> you said I just wanted to interject. Yeah. Oh no, please not do. Everyone can afford right. Amazon and that's all hyperbole. I mean, that's all it is. It's just to to get headlines and bait clicks. Nobody is banning books. Um, when you're talking about banning, no adult is stopped from getting any of that. Now, we as a school board and as a community, there's parents, concerned parents. We're looking at the content that's available to our students in the library. Things that we didn't know was there. COVID revealed a lot of it. I said it before. Amen. One of the beauties of COVID is it opened up the doors for us to take a good look at what's happening in our school districts. And now we are basically correcting some of the things that should have already been in place to protect our children's, their minds, their hearts, their spirits, even if you will. And so nothing's being banned. We're just saying here's the appropriate content for the age that we want in our community. And that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well said. it depends on which paper you're reading. Well, the that. New Yorker didn't say it that way, did they? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to remember... We have a job to do, yeah. right? And that's to educate the children. Yeah. Um, I think I've mentioned this before. Public schools are not the public square, right? It's not there for anyone right. to do anything or say anything. It is an environment. It's an educational institution that exists for the education of students. And we have a limited amount of funds to achieve that goal and so all that goes into consideration on what we have and have not. I mean, I'd like to have every book, right, that's out there. It's just not possible, correct? Mm-hmm. Am I? Mm-hmm. It's right? not, it's it's not possible. Not. Um, you know, and when you have the expectation as a parent to be able to send your kids to the junior high or the high school library, you don't have the expectation that they might be exposed to things that you have yet to have that conversation with them. Right. You don't we don't. I've said this before. We don't turn over the Chromebooks to the parents and say, here you go. You go ahead and put the firewalls on. Right. Because you mentioned the New Yorker magazine. That was one thing that the author had asked me. She said, well, how about just just giving uh, letting the parents make a list of all the books that they wouldn't want their child to read. In in one of our in our high school, we have 10,000 books. And so to put that responsibility on the parent is um, is cumbersome. Yeah. I mean, and the reality is we, we've this is where I was talking to a guy just yesterday. He's got three kids in the um, Nixa school district. One of them's going to be going to junior high for the first time. And he's like, I've been hearing about these books. What? How this stuff get there in the first place? And he's like, what exactly is it? And And I just told him some of the names of them and some of it. And he even just pulled up on his phone and Googled some of them. And he's like, well, how did this? He's like, that's pornography. He's like, if that was on my phone, I'd be arrested for it. I was like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my, my 19 year old son who's in college now, he was walking by when I was reviewing 
the books that we were reviewing and he saw them in my house. My wife was in Memphis for three months, you know, with our son. And, um, he's like, dad, what are you, what are you reading here? And I was like, no, nah, that's not me. It's the school board stuff I'm reviewing. He's like, and he just flips it open. He's like, how is this in the schools? Wow. And so that, that's really what it is. It, they shouldn't have been there in the first place. It's, it's forced us to look at even the system and the process of how did they get there? I think all school districts should do that because these books have been, when you have 10,000 books in the library, like Bridget said, these books have been, they've been ordered in bulk and they're with conglomerates of, of, um, publishing companies that say, Hey, throw these books in there. These are the ones that we approve. And I say, I question, they, they have an agenda behind putting some of these books there Amen. and they know they've slipped them in a hundred and 200 in blocks of 102 books, 200 books at a time. And now we're saying, nah, bruh, we ain't down with that. Not for our school district. <laughs> so that's the deal. And I like that. You know, I like, I think I'm, in, in the presence of some famous people here, you got the New Yorker talking about you guys and interviewing oh, you. That's infamous, isn't it? I'm, that I'm, infamous. I'm blaming infamous. Bridget for that infamous. one right there. She yeah, has. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just interesting because I did push her. I said, oh, I'm so curious how you heard about little old Dixa because this um, book discussion, contentious book discussion, has been going on for two years across the country. And uh, she kind of danced around how she had, how we had came across her radar. You know, even more important, right, the the audience that's listening right now, and and I don't know all the demographics about KWTO listeners and that, but what I do know about many of our listeners that they don't necessarily have children in the school system Correct. much anymore, uh, but they are stakeholders, mm-hmm. and uh, they want to know what's going on in their, in their community. How is mm-hmm. their money being spent? That's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's important for the, our listeners to know that, look, we are the guardians. We are the board of education that wants to look out for our children, and it is our future. I mean, think of the people out there that the stakeholders don't have the children. They have to understand that those children eventually, whatever they learn within the mm-hmm. system, they're going to be out there, and they're going to eventually end up supporting some of, some of yeah. these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a very important item. And so the question is, is how are we educating our kids? And to to what level are we and are we helping them become productive members of society? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I bring up I'm going to bring up one thing about math, for example. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Dr. Marianne Muhammad Connolly, McConney, uh, sorry, that's okay. I messed your name up again. I'm talking a little faster, but I want you to realize that you brought up about math, and at one time you said if they can't read, they're not able to do math. And I, I think that's so important. And if you look at the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education and the statistics and the data within the districts like Nixon and Springfield and that, you'll see that those those statistics in reading are really actually below average, uh, far below average in that. And I think it's incumbent upon us that we are providing the right materials for our children and that they are materials that they're capable of understanding that they'll end up becoming really great readers and writers, and their intake and in, in, in what that does is actually bring them into the math world and everything. And so they'll start developing those reading, writing, arithmetic skills. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this too, and I mean the basic, simple um, skills that you need. You know, but you know, Steve, you mentioned this. I mean, there are all of us are stakeholders in our community because there's employers potential future employers listening mm-hmm. what kind of values do you want um these people having these students having and growing up with there's grandparents here um, i don't have kids in the springfield public school district but i have two nephews 
And so I'm very vested in what's happening here in this community. And so, you know, all of us are here for a reason and it's our tax dollars. I mean, I, I, I make no bones about it. I'm a man of faith. I'm a Christian man. I don't want my tax dollars going to support filth, garbage, um, pornography. Um, that's, and I think a lot of people feel the way that I do on that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I concur with that. And I think, you know, um, when we get to another segment, I want to get a little bit more into that on what's happened with Springfield School District and that of late, uh, the last uh, board meeting that we had and what transpired uh, following that. Uh, but I don't want to be remiss and leave you guys out because uh, you're really uh, heads and tails above a lot other districts in that you're actually concerned uh, board members that really want to provide for our children and that's good clean material give mm-hmm. them the education necessary uh, and where i'm going with that is this you know we we talk about books well let's talk about something else here because the next segment i want to get into this a little bit but i want to talk about uh you know in your system the school district itself the lgbtq community and stuff and how is it that within your system that you are actually dealing with uh, the different types of uh, students that you have that have different ways of life and how are you guys coping with that in nix at this point i don't hear a lot about it so i, I kind of think that you're well, doing well I, I think we're doing well i think we're doing well because we treat we educate the students the students not all students not every student. We educate the students of Nixa. It doesn't matter. We educate the whole student. And so I really have a problem with the carving a student up based on an identity or how they, um, you know, identify, how they, their gender, their sexuality. That's not what public education is for. Mm. Not at all. Exactly. I mean, the, the whole purpose of public education or education, let me, make a distinction there is to instill truths and knowledge right beauty through the arts right right uh, virtues okay and it's the whole child those things that um start to dissect the child divide it it um it instills um division within the uh, classroom and it's in my opinion it has no place in the classroom as far as raising one group up and identifying one group up over another, right? Mm, we teach right. the students of the Nixa community. Yeah. I think there's a good group of, of parents and people in Nixa who have values um, and morals that want to love. And love teaches us it doesn't matter who, who you are, what you are, how you identify. I'm going to love you. I'm going to show you love. I'm going to treat you with kindness, respect, civility, and regardless of anything. And so I, I appreciate that about the people of Nixa, that um, we're saying, hey, here's our values, here's what we believe, but regardless of if you don't believe the way that we do, we still love you, and there's still a space for you. And so um, I, I love what Bridget's saying, and Bridget's one of those people. She helped really, I, I credit her a lot with um, helping instill the values of, listen, Everyone's welcome here. We don't care what color you are, what race you are, what gender you are, what nationality you are. Everyone's welcome in Nixa. 
Um, we just want you to come and be a part of our community and, and, and be loving, kind, respectful, civil towards everyone else. And so we're just, that's how we're moving forward with it. And it's not a matter of, we're not trying to let sexual identity or, you know, gender fluid, any of that stuff divide us. And so that's where we're at. And then, uh, on this next segment, I'm going to bring that in and talk about a little, that a little bit more because even though that that is your take on the board of education over there as an individual and that uh, board member, uh, you still have those that are going to come and they're going to attack you and they're going to push their agenda on you. And, uh, in this next segment, I want to get into that because that's kind of what's happened in Springfield, uh, board of education in our district. Before? Do we have to take a break? We're going to take a break, break here. Can... Go ahead, please. Well, first off, I want to say thank you for bringing us together. This is so valuable, hearing Alex and hearing Bridget. I've already learned something, and I just jotted it down. I couldn't agree with you. Any, I mean, I, I 100% agree with you, Bridget, and I really like your use of the word, the students. Yeah. I commend you. Thank you. Um, because I find that, now this is a, an observation. This is just how I see things, right? I'm not going to judge this, but this is my observation. There's so much emphasis on all students and every student. It's almost like it's every other word that I hear. It's almost become meaningless because yes. what I see happening is actually in the face of these words being used, we are actually dividing students and carving them up into groups. Yeah, that's the plan. So thank you yeah. for so thank you for giving me this language that I'm going to use. It is the students. And the next time we have to look at our mission and vision, I'm going to consider that. So thank you, Steve. It, it, this it, has been very valuable. Well, I think we should do this more. Let's bring that back on the other side here. We're going to take a break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Elijah Har Show, KWTO. Steve McCoskey's filling in for Elijah. And we'll be right back. The news and talk. It is the strongest border security bill this country has ever passed. That matters to Springfield. The southern border has been abolished and millions of... You are being too friendly. Yeah, we know. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. Springfield weather on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. It's a hot one this afternoon with air temperatures in the mid to upper 90s. Heat index values well over 100 degrees. This evening will be warm. Overnight tonight we'll see temperatures drop down to 74 here in Springfield. Slight chance for scattered rain showers and thunderstorms late tonight into your Thursday morning. Tomorrow should be a little bit better. 90 degrees. Cold front sags on down to the south. Winds becoming north tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow night in the upper 60s. For Fox 49, I'm meteorologist Tom Schmidt. News analysis and opinion. It's the Elijah Har Show on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Hey, we're back at KWTO. This is Steve Koski filling in for Elijah Har. And we have Bridget Benninger here and Alex Bryant, my good man. They're both from uh, Nixa Board of Education. And we have Dr. Mary Ann Muhammad Khani, 
from Springfield Board of Education and Steve McCoskey has the Board of Education as well. Now, are we going to act like you weren't just dancing and snapping to that song? Oh, we man, I love that, that, that Bring he that was, music on. He was. He, he was. The was video. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was yeah. twerking, yeah. I think, yeah. is what yeah. the kids are calling it. <laughs> You're too funny, Garrett. No. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you know, we're, we're, this is school talk right now. And, uh, I want to bring up, uh, Springfield Public Board of Education where we're our last meeting. Um, and it was in the news, obviously. We had, uh. Wait, when aren't you guys in the news? <laughs> I mean, that's really what I'm like. <laughs> Says the guy that was in the New Yorker. Oh, that, that was Bridget. She was in the New Yorker. So. You too. You too. And what they call you? The big, bald, beautiful. Did they say beautiful black they men? Did. You did. They did. Yeah, they I always did. say beautiful. Yeah. I mean, they need she to say quoted him. Oh. She quoted him. I am the big, that. bald, beautiful black man. So yeah. that's kind of the deal there. So. I don't okay. know about you. I'd rather be handsome. I, I'm Matt too. <laughs> keeping it real <laughs> you know uh the uh, uh there is a group of uh people within our community over here in springfield that uh, continuously it came to the board of education the springfield board of education and wanted uh the board of education to recognize and adopt a, a resolution uh, to accept uh the uh, students of the LGBTQ community within Springfield School District. Well, uh, it, it finally came to what I call a, a head. Uh, after 11 months, every meeting, there were co- public comment speakers that uh, time and time again that wanted this resolution to be uh, brought up by the Board of Education. And so we finally got to the point where we uh, put it on the agenda, uh, whether we're going to talk about the resolution. And we did. And it certainly didn't turn out the way I think many people thought it would, uh, only for the simple fact that uh, we had a board member that actually brought uh, to the table the talk about the resolution, and we began the discussion. Uh, some of us gave statements. Some of us gave you know back-and-forth comments and things of this nature. It actually, to me, I think it enlightened us a little bit within the community because once it was uh, it was brought up, uh, by one of our board members and they made a motion uh, there was no second and so after uh, no further discussion and there was no second we just moved on to the next agenda item but I want to bring it back a little bit I want to bring it back in this way we as a board of education you you all started to talk about it here a little bit I look at it this way I have this metaphorical you know thing where I have this 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 four walls is how I describe it and in those four walls there are, is Springfield Public Schools. And in them four walls, we teach our kids ABCs and one, two, threes. And anything that wants to come into those walls or penetrate those walls, they have to go through the Board of Education in order to allow that or move forward on whatever that matter may be. And I look at this as when you come to the Board of Education, meeting after meeting after meeting for 11 months, I see that as harassment. I see that as activism. And these people continually come to the Board of Education wanting us to adopt this resolution. Now, even though we didn't have this resolution adopted, um, I can almost guarantee you, guess what's going to happen in the next Board of Education or the next meeting? Yeah. They're going to bring it back. <laughs> That's right. And so they're not going to stop. I mean, even once, if we did take it up and we voted on it, and it was, say, adopted, it's st- 
still, what's next? What's next coming down the road? And so the way my perception is, Dr. Barry, and I, I know we talked about this at length, but my perception is that, folks, we have to provide our community. Our future is within our kids. And those kids need to learn how to read, write, do their math, science, biology, all of these different type of things. And when you start getting delving into all of these different ways of life and things of this nature and different types of cultures and things of of that nature, um, I I think that we're losing what we're really supposed to be doing as a board of education. I I don't want to go there. What I want to do is I want to protect the kids. And even more important so that we have we have educators my golly these educators they don't need all of this stuff within the classroom it's hard enough just to trying to get a, a kid to pay attention within the classroom and the distractions from a cell phone or discipline problems and things of this nature we need to bring back the focus on what i would consider or call the classical education that's what we need for the kids <laughs> mm-hmm. well i i listened to um that board meeting and i thought you both had great comments um particularly uh with regard to that it's a distraction in the classroom and i wanted to ask in your policies do you state that this group of students gets this education but this group of students does not in your um bullying policies on bullying do you state these consequences happen but only if it's done to these or these students? Of course not. Right. So where is this really stemming from? Like, like really? I think it's an agenda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just, I, I guess my question is, you have to go back to the fact that your policies and procedures either do or do not support the students exactly and they do correct or I, oh, yeah. I, I, I mean i'm assuming that the one of the reasons that you didn't adopt that um policy is because you didn't want to def- differentiate any specific group over another yeah I, we don't want to be divisive there's no i mean that that doesn't do us any justice it, it certainly doesn't do the student or the educators any justice at all well for a split second one of your board members said well if we make this resolution, then it, we've been called to task that then we would have to make the resolution for another group of students. And then that board member said, I wouldn't have a problem with that. And then for a, a, a nanosecond, I thought, oh, okay, well, that's true. And then I thought, no, wait a minute. <laughs> then where does it end? That's right. Which, how much it are you going to when, continue to dissect your students? Come on, Bridget, you've been naive. It ends when they say it ends, when they want it to that's end. That's right. Because it's an agenda. I I'm mean, being nice. Yeah, you are. That's exactly <laughs> what happened at the Springfield um, City Council meeting a couple months ago, though. It's like they want an extra, you know, privilege. And, and that's really what they're asking for. And, you know, Bridget, when you use the language, the students, that's, that includes all. You know, this mm-hmm. goes back right, to right. Black so Lives Matter. No, Blue Lives Matter. No, All Lives. Why are we arguing over silly stuff like that? You know, when the bottom line is, we, and, and Steve, you said this from the beginning, we have to realize that there, they are, there are activists who are getting elected to be um, on school boards, even in our Congress. I mean, mm. you look at over in St. Louis. Um, you know, Corey Bush. <laughs> yeah, Cori Bush. I saw her come up. I was there in Ferguson when that lady mm. was doing her activism. 
And they're being persistent. They're being vigilant. They have a plan. They are paying attention and they're not backing down. So I'm just going to say this. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm on the school board. You know, Bridget came and talked to me and my wife and let us know what the stakes are. At first, I was like, nah, somebody else needs to do it. I'm tired. I'm mm. you know, too busy. I need, but you know, we, we have to realize, and I'm saying this to the listeners right now, you are the one that has to stand and make sure that your values, your views, our students, all of them are being protected. And so we need to make sure that we are putting people on the school board, running for school board that represent the values of the community. It just continues to break my heart how that last election here in Springfield went. That That's just, it's it doesn't need to be that way. We have too many conservatives, people that are conservatives in order for the, for that school board in Springfield not to be loaded with conservatives who are going to watch everything that's coming and, and toe the line. And, and you know, that's a very good point because if you look at the uh, city council on, on their resolution in which they adopted, um, I look at that as though city, the city of Springfield is trying to make this transformation. It's moving in a, a certain direction and everything. The re- so the real question is, is, is that really what we want in Springfield, Missouri? Well, now I've heard them, well, we've, we got the city. Now let's go over and let's go get the school. You know, the school's next. And so here it is after 11 months and they're still at it. Um, um, it's, it's uh, to me again, it's harassment. I mean, I, you know, when you're striking the nerve, when you're called about 16 different names because you call them out, you know, and I think that's, uh, that's a true testament that they do not like you shedding a light no. on who they really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Conservatives are often, and I'm sorry, Dr. Oh, no, Marion, okay. I saw you hearing no, go. Go ahead. Conservatives are always afraid of, you know, being labeled intolerant, being labeled, you know, you know, homophobic or xenophobic. They're going to label you anyway. I mean, regardless. Regardless. So yeah. you might as well step up and speak up and say something. So, mm-hmm. Well, I just wanted to put my two cents in um, that I see it as something that started with, under the rubric of helping the students, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. usually the terminology. Mm-hmm. And of right. course, we all want to help the students. But then it almost took on this, the shape of a moral crusade. It is right, mm. and when you do that, what, and I'm I'm the I'm the gal that asks all the questions, right? Because I'm looking for empiric evidence. I like making observations so that I can identify the problem. You can't solve it, right? How are we going to be Nixa? I don't know. Let's figure out who Nixa is. Which is thank you for being here, and I learn what you guys are doing. What are you doing that's working? Maybe we can do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's all about asking questions. And and I know it's very boring to be cerebral about it and use logic and and processes and facts. But then you come up against this wall that I call the moral crusade wall, which is emotions, right? Mm-hmm. And then suddenly yes. it trumps everything. It feelings. Trumps, yes, feelings trump, trump facts. facts. Moral relativism. I, right. And so I think that's what it sort of morphed into. And I think why, you know, the votes went the way they did and it didn't come up for, you know, the, there wasn't a second is I think because, now I don't know, I haven't talked to the board members aside from at the meeting. I haven't talked to them after the meeting. But that I think that we all recognize that this is a contentious issue, right? Mm-hmm. And right. that. Maybe what we need to do is focus on what we all agree on. And so I, I think that's 
why it went the way it did, but it makes me want to ask you guys and Nixa. I want to be like you guys. I'll just put it out there. I want your map scores. I want your standing. I, I want to, you know, I look at the ratings. What did you guys mm-hmm. rate this year? Um, we were eighth when you took, we yeah. were eighth in the state. Eighth in the state. Heck, mm-hmm. I want uh, to be eighth in the state. 513 districts, so, was it? Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm more of a facts kind of girl. So I want to ask you, do you guys have a resolution? No. I mean, is this no. something that is helping the students? Because this is how it's being sold or brought to us, right? It's right. brought to us repeatedly. And so I did actually consider it. I consider everything. And I went out there and did my research, and which is, you know, and then I came and talked to you, saw you at the board meeting and saw how you guys ran your meetings. So you you all don't have a resolution? No. No. You don't. Okay. No. Thank you for that. That's- is there any district in the state of Missouri that has a resolution like oh, that? Oh, there are resolutions, oh, yes. but maybe not similar to that. It's It deals with other things like critical race theory and things of this nature. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Like can, that they won't have it, you mean? That's correct. Yeah. Can I say this as like a person of color? Because, you know, race, um, sexual identity, it's all the, the victim classes that they want to put us all in. As a black man, I moved to Nixon because I wanted my kids to have a good education, period. Maybe. You know, and I mean, and I know a lot of black people who are like, I don't forget all this mess, you know, with all this junk. I don't care about that stuff. I want the bottom line. Um, funny thing, Chris Rock in his last little comedy special, he talked about how, I don't know, Lulu Lemon, are those the, the yoga pants that yeah. were? <laughs> so like they're, they charge a hundred dollars for their, you know, yoga mm-hmm. pants and they said they're, they're, they are fighting racism. And so he makes a joke. He's like, well, give me the $20 racism pants. You know, like, you know, it's, it's a funny deal. But I mean, that's where I'm at. I, come on, man. I'm about, give me, give my kids good math, reading, science. I don't care about all that other crap. And, and you know, I'm all about that too, because look at it this way. If you take a look at Springfield's last Board of Education race, uh, um, what I see uh, from my point of view is you had a lot of business people out there that were going for uh, the other candidates that I didn't want on there. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that back at the top of the hour here. We're going to take this break, and then we're going to bring Will Scharf into the, this conversation here eventually. But uh, we're going to be right back after uh, this break. Thank you.